This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, jumping in to tell you about this week's episode of Meat and Three, Heritage Radio Network's weekly food roundup. This week, we're introducing you to some amazing women taking a stand. So often, being sexually harassed feels like a loss of control. And so I wanted to have these very tangible guides to say, here's what you can do. Others are pushing for more diversity at major food industry events. I still feel really determined to do, you know, whatever I can to help shift that and in a direction that's not just more diverse, but more equitable. We also have a report on that summer business staple, the lemonade stand. The lemonade stand might be the purest form of starting a business. Low overhead, easy to get into, and requires little experience or special equipment. Don't miss Meat and Three, your weekly 15-minute food news roundup from HRN. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Search M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E. And thanks, as always, for listening. and seizures we're back it's episode 241 and the beginning of our big countdown 10 9 8 Say 7 6 so. etc etc we're counting down to 250 and then just Lord, Lord just knows when I was what. getting comfortable whoa what is that what's whoa, going on in here whoa set for stun it's uh mike edison and i'm back with everybody's favorite pizza pizza rumba oh, okay and a cast of thousands it's like a cecil b demille the, movie in here i tell you we're joined call, call more security because this live audience is getting out of, out of control call it's, it's Please, like, security. It's like that time Fax Domino played at Yankee Stadium when there was like a riot. That's there right. were only 30 people there, but they rioted. Matt, uh, Matt, we are, we, call the security, we, please. We are joined today not only by another flesh tone, Mr. Keith Strang is going to join us on guitar and sing some uh, druggy rock and roll anthems to celebrate our very special guest, Andrew Friedman and his new book, Chef's Drugs. Uh, and rock and roll, how food lovers, free spirits, misfits, and wanderers created a new American profession. Chefs, drugs, and rock and roll. Andrew Friedman, yeah! Yeah! There you go. And this is a great book. Let me tell you right now, okay, this, this is by far... The, the, the best book on the topic of chef drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> I, by, I, by, I, default. I, by default. I, I, I've read uh, on, on the G train in many, 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 in donkey years. No, this is, it's a great book. It's a great accomplishment, Andrew. Glad to have you here. Thank of course, you. your Heritage Radio uh, inmate or war yes. anyway. Well, I would have said family, but inmate works. <laughs> and uh, we're glad to ha- have you along. And um, before we... Uh, um, before Came we into the studio read the today, whole book. Uh, we were talking about, and I want to get it out of the way. This looks like it's 60 minutes, so there's no gotcha. We're, we're reading the book. But the timing of a book about 
sex and food. Oh my God, it's like they're, they're falling like dominoes. Some of these towering titans of the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so what's 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 the claptrap? What's the argy bargy? What's the feedback? What's happening? On that particular point? Yeah. I mean, that particular point is... Well, I read something snarky in the New York Times the other day. Yeah, I mean, people who listen to my... You mentioned I'm here on Heritage as well. I have a show called Andrew Talks to Chefs. And on my most recent episode, I, I kind of get this out of the way up front as well. But, you know, the Pete Wells reviewed the book in the New York Times book review that actually ran today, Sunday, June 3rd, in the print edition. And the whole lead of the review was about how this title now is is uh, inextricably, inextricably linked to the Me Too moment, Hashtag. which I don't agree with. I disagree with it strongly as well, too. You know, and the title, it. as everybody knows, is a riff on the phrase, I took out one of the ands because I don't like the cadence, but the phrase chefs and drugs and rock and roll. As a lot, of my, a lot of my rocking friends have told me I got it wrong. It wasn't wrong. It was a deliberate Ian decision. Curry. Ian Curry. But, Ian but Curry. you know, that phrase... Refer yeah. to things like free love, party, you know, partying. Not every, not, there is such a thing as consensual sex yes. in the world. And it's really? awesome. Really? Yeah. And, no. and it's awesome. awesome. So this notion that every chef out there needs to be painted with this brush, to me, is absurd. And as someone pointed out to me on my Facebook page the other day, the book is not called Male Chefs and Drugs and Rock and Roll. It is chefs and drugs and well, one of my favorite stories in the book is actually about one of the great uh, female restaurateurs and visionaries and pioneers and, and chefs, and that's our friend Alice Waters. Yeah. Oh my there's God. Lots really? the, there's lots of women in the book. Don't tell me anything. Let me read the book. Wait, wait. This is the sound of Alice Waters taking that's LSD. Like she only did it once. So she, or so she says. But but you know what? Sometimes that's enough because once once you open that door, that door stays open. No, there are a lot of people. She was one of them. Bruce Martyr, who on page one of the book, the L.A. chef is dropping acid in a van overseas. Um, so and the, the flesh tones are both nodding their heads. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, and, but yeah, also, yeah. you know, I don't quote him in the book, but Michael McCarty, who has Michael's Restaurant, told me that, you know, once you did that once, you just saw the world in a different way. And a lot of these people never would have considered this path had they not dropped acid. Frankly, I find it very difficult to relate to people who have not dropped acid. As, as Detective Joe Friday... Told his partner Bill Gannon on on Dragnet, he said, he said uh, heroin is heroin is the fuse, Mar uh, marijuana is the the, uh, the match, yeah. and LSD is the explosion. Yes. And uh, Bill Gannon nodded his head in. Uh, he said, like, you know, uh, you know, liquor yeah. is. Well, quick. those guys were pretty straight. Those guys were pretty straight. They were just straight. They're like the straight, just the facts. But can I just quickly say, Mike, I so Please appreciate do. you bringing up the Times because I was very annoyed about that review and all these people kept, not all these people, a fraction of my friends said, Oh, wait, it just came out today. Oh, you should be, well, it was online Wednesday. Right, which is when I saw it. And, 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 you know, some friends of mine said, oh, you should just be honored to be reviewed by the Times. And I'm like, well, that's like saying... You know, it's an honor to be Secretary of State when the president is like Donald Trump. You yeah. know, yeah, I, <laughs> like, thought the, I thought the review was a bit snarky too. And yeah. Pete's, yeah. A, Pete's a great writer, and he's a great food I, reviewer. And and sometimes you wonder too whether you know people who are, are writing about food should be reviewing books just because they happen yeah, to be about food. I don't think that's food. a regular occurrence. I don't know the last book he reviewed. You know, and, and Pete's like I, he, his writing is is creative. Let's you know say there. I, I don't, and, I, and I can't consider myself a fan. I think he's a wonderful writer, and he's written yeah. some great stuff. His review of this joint was like unbelievable. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, word for word, pound. Yeah. Per pound and that that review like yes. really really was more than generous and I've never read so much something so enthusiastic. No, that's fine. I I just I am publicly annoyed. 
I have to say, I have to get on a word here because I used to hang with Pete Wells quite a bit. He came, him and his wife came over to our house for dinner once, and this was when, a few years ago. And I never heard from him since. If I ever run into Pete Wells again, or if he's listening, Pete, Pete, was the meal that bad? (laughs) Really? But he he wasn't expecting a check. (laughs) So that's out of the way. Mission accomplished. But I'll tell you what, I'm I'm going to say it again, though. Chefs, Drugs, and Rock and 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 Roll by our friend Andrew Friedman. It is a really great book. It's about the 70s and the 80s. It is not about what's happening now. And i got to tell you, they nailed the font, the the 70s-esque font the colors I, like, I think the cover is I think the cover is great Can I it's so hard to nail that without making it look you know like an off the rack 70s font I love the cover I think they nailed it I'll be totally honest with you that first of all the photo on the cover which is of the original well, crew of Michael Santa Monica mm-hmm. from uh uh April of 1979 yeah uh four chefs it's a black and white photo it's my favorite chef photo of all time they look very California I wanted that photo on the cover from the day I sold the book to my publisher um and uh, but when I first got the mock-up of the t- cover, this will show you how wrong people can be. Oh, I didn't love the font right away. Every friend I showed it to, plus my agent, my wife, everybody said you're insane. No, I, and people go gaga for the cover. They yeah, love the cover. I think I think they nailed it. I got to. And if it. I've had the book with me in public, I don't. You said you were reading it on the G train. But if I've had it with, I've actually now if I have a copy on me, I put it face down because <laughs> I, if I was at a bar or something, people would say, "What is that?" You know, and then yeah. it felt weird because it was my own no, book. Come on, you got to. Well, it. I think it's very, very, yeah, very, very, very lovely. And, yeah, it's beautiful. Sarah Wood at HarperCollins designed that cover. Yeah, give credit where the credit is due. There aren't enough good people working in the. Book I'm holding business. this up but, for the radio audience. Yeah, I know. I was. I didn't want to tell you that no one could see that. But right. so I'll tell you what, though. You know what I like about this book is though is that it's. Like about this it's book. You know, in the you life in the it. life and times of these chefs and these restaurants, the times are as important as the lives. Yes. And the eighties to me were like this like awful decadent American psycho era of New York. I mean, it's when the best. The best. But when were you on the magazine uh, Food Beat, Pete? I, mostly it's, uh, the late nineties through the uh, the turn of the millennial till about ten years ago. But I mean, I always remember the scene American Psycho when they're like, you know. A reservation at a restaurant, it was access. And um, what, what Joe Bastianich told me once when I was working with him, he said, you know, we realized that there was this turning point when we were the gatekeepers of the clubhouse. Yeah. And uh, access was power. We and, didn't get into American Psycho, but we did get into his first book. So. <laughs> Brett. Yes, we did. Yes. Oh, Brett. I think that was a distinctly New York thing. I think the, the, the status of a table somewhere mm-hmm. was such a thing in New York. It really? It, I mean, it was. Sure. I mean, it was like crazy. Yeah. What was that Baltazar, right? You get into Baltazar. It was well, like Baltazar famously, when it opened, uh, New York Magazine, what is it in the front of the book? Uh, the Intelligencer yeah. thing. They did a seating chart once, and it was where yeah. uh, the you know various regulars sat. Because everyone, was recall, their, everyone had their tables. And New York Magazine, too, was like, you know, for reporting on it and glamorizing it, probably is guilty for, like, making it, you know, th- this this illusion of power. Because that's really all power is, is an illusion anyway. You think so? Yes. Tell it to, to Joe Stalin. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> all right. It's an illusion. That's, we just yeah, cha-cha-cha. Uh-oh. All right. This, and, and we are presenting this autographed copy of chefs, drugs, and rock and roll. Try to rest. Andrew Frieden. You may pry it from my. Keith Strang. It's your lucky day. Oh, wow. There you go. It's your lucky day. Keith, listen, I gotta say something. I know why I'm here. I'm here for the free Roberta's pizza. But you, what, you, where have you been? I what thought you it was me. Up here? How do you show up here? What's going on? I've been in Sweden 
Sweden. Fika. Uh, you were in Sweden. Yes, having fika every day. Uh, and you've just come You know on. what fika is? Yeah, that's that tax I pay that I don't understand. It shows up <laughs> on my stand when I was trying to read. Tell him what actually, fika. actually, it's Tell a lot him better. What fika is. Uh, fika is like you know a uh, social uh, get afternoon. together every afternoon. Afternoon tea. between friends, having like coffee, donuts, afternoon uh, tea. maybe some type of sandwich with shrimp. Let's try that. I like it. Yeah, it's great. great. An afternoon sandwich with shrimp. I like that. Well, that exactly. sounds good. That's fika. Well, so I've been doing that a lot. That's my sweet or LSD with Alice Waters. My- Swedish cuisine. She did uh, Shea Panisse. What, Alice Waters, who did she do out there? She was out west, right? She's still there. Shea she's P- still there. She did. That's Shea all she's... I mean, that's it. not all she, That's the only restaurant she's We were out there. We went there. Went and there. you know what? It's not overrated, man. It's so... No, it's great. It, it's so wonderful. And I sort of came out of this... My food experience was... Living in Europe was like I got used to using good ingredients. And the whole time I lived in Spain, you know, years and years ago in Europe, we never went to one trendy restaurant. Well, we did go to restaurants that sourced locally because that was just the culture. It wasn't a trendy. That's thing, how they got the right? food. You, you want a steak in Basque Country? You go up the hill and you get the fucking cow. You, you know, and he's grazing on your friend, friend's farm. And the wine and the grapes came from a local local source. Everything was local. All the agriculture was local, and it was better that way. That's all. And even in Sweden, they have a much higher. Suicide rate. Yes. <laughs> That's possible, too, when it becomes winter. But, really, their level of what they produce in their supermarkets, is, there's no comparison to the what we are eating. The prices can't be compared, either. That's, the Keith's, prices are getting better, because getting I'm better. moving there. Anyway. No, I know. <laughs> anyway, Keith Strang, this is, this is his lucky day. Because talking about the arts, the Melbourne Arts Center, that's spelled C-E-N-T-R-E, in... In Victoria, uh, Australia, got in touch with me because the hoodoo gurus are part of something called the Tunnel of Australian Music. It's a, a, an installation. You walk through it and hear snippets of Australian rock and roll. For some reason, the hoodoo gurus decided to send in their cover of our song, Pickin' Pickin'. So, they were looking for someone to license this. Somehow, this wound up being... This is your lucky day. Right. Somehow, they wanted to know who to send the money to. So, your share of the publishing, plus writing, plus the Hoodoo Gurus said they don't own the masters. Then, okay, Dirty Water Records said they didn't own the masters. So, you get a share also of the master rights. So today, here in front of the studio with, with, audience... With a giant novelty check. You guys should see this. The it's giant about, it's about seven check. feet wide and four feet tall. Uh, I feel like I'm on The Price is Right or something. Pete Strang. Come on down. I knew that today was going to be my lucky day. Pete Strang, come on down. Pete Strang. I'm coming down. Come down the aisle and accept your check for $59.29. Woo! Thanks. Wow. Got him, buddy. Right. After about 40 years of being in the business, I hit it. <laughs> well, at least he didn't like get curtain number three with like, you know, Jay on the donkey. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm feeling like we should get to a song. We've t- uh, <laughs> I feel like getting high. I, I, let's get high. You know what? We're I, gonna, like high. I think we should try this cocktail first. Should we do it first? Let's try. Let's take some of this cocktail first. This is an old-fashioned pre-mixed in a bottle. And, and, and Zaremba, get your shit together. I want them. we all got 10 shows left, and I want them Uh-oh. to be the sponsor for and the I'm already, five. And I'm like already like, oh, he's drunk. Uh, well, uh, I've just finished a, a old-fashioned made by our bartender here at Roberta's. And, and that's I, off to the bartenders at Roberta's. And, I, and tip them well. Now, I've opened a pre-mixed old-fashioned. This is, the, this is what the kids do now. The kids just, uh, and this is made by, uh, I can't read this. This is Hasbro. 
Kander, Kandering, <laughs> Kandering Barman. Yeah, Ma- Mandarin Barman. Read it well. I want them to sponsor the last yeah. five shows. Yeah. It, what does this say? You're a writer. What does that Mandarin say? Barman. Mandarin Barman. This is a pre-mix in like, it looks like a quarter pint uh, hand, easily concealed bottle, if I may say. <laughs> it's like um, a flat. It's a flask. It is. Yeah. It's a glass. You know what? I see. Now this is like very artistic and boutique and very lovely. But you know what it reminds me of? It. You ever, Andrew? When you were growing up, I don't know where you grew up. Did you ever like have Tango? No, of course he had. Tango. No, I didn't. Have it was tango. pre-mixed screwdriver. Oh. Really, like really more like Tang and vodka, tango. and it was probably like ninety-nine cents for a pint. And you know, and you know, basically your pop we, dealer would give it to you with a pot. We never right. touched that, right? Uh, we know. I, I never uh, saw no, Tango. I, I, would, I would make Blue Whale instead. Right. And sometimes use Georgie Vodka, which also... also Georgie always, Vodka was a good part of my life. Oh, I should but, say things But like Georgie that. Vodka, even though it's vodka, always resulted in gin blossoms by the end of the <laughs> evening. Oh, Oh, remember yeah. Taka Vodka from oh, yeah, Louisiana? Was, oh, my God. Man, what was the... Uh, what was the, the vodka well drink when I was bartending in Spain and they told me to use it to clean the bar? Because it, <laughs> it was cheaper than the actual stuff that was made to clean the bar and worked better. What's this? Uh, Templo de Gato? Yeah. Templo de Gato, right? Yeah. Well, and no you use dr- vodka to clean the bar before the shift. People just people just <clears throat> use the, 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 the cocktail <laughs> to, re- to remove the cocaine Real from their degrees, nostrils. Sir. All right, come on. Come on okay, I'm, okay this cocktail, I poured it. Okay, right away, the nose... I'm already. I'm. I'm. I'm getting a. I'm okay. I'm getting an unusual. Wait, scent you're getting of, red already. I'm getting an unusual scent of ginger, which I, uh, to me, has nothing to do. They they didn't put any Luxardo uh, cherries in the bottle, so I'm getting a little pissed off. Uh, okay, let me taste. <laughs> another, another another sponsorship gone awry. No, this is delicious. It's not bad, right? Oh, this is really good. Right. We highly recommend this easily concealed <laughs> bottle. Yeah, that's the purpose, I guess. Um, no, I think it's delicious. You, you know what here. you could do? Yeah. These are so small, you could put one in each breast pocket yeah. and one, uh, another one in, in your, uh, your... Your boots? Yeah. In your boots? Set, set for the so evening. You're all set for the evening. You go to the opera, whatever. <laughs> I do stuff set. like... Oh, hey, play this song. I want to... I want to... You know what? Try this. I wanna, I've been waiting Please for you. Yeah. Andrew, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm like. We need your precise. You, you're idea. a food writer. Wow. What, okay, you're a food. Don't that tell is... me. Don't tell me what you think. Tell me what Pete Wells would say. <laughs> I, I don't know. I assume he would connect it to prohibition somehow. But um, uh, oh, Pete oh. Kill, kill joy. <laughs> I uh, what was I going to say? This is hot. This it's is hot. You, it's, it's hot. It's got a, a lot of alcohol. And it's got ginger. But I have to try this. And it's watch out, Strang. We know what happens. I don't know. This smells, just people at smells home, incorrect. People at home. Dude, you just got to check for $58 from the Hoodoo Girls. Drink up. <laughs> Actually, it's from the Melbourne Arts Center of the Victoria All right. State. Let me, let me take a slant. Let me have a swig, yeah, and then we're going to do this number. Yeah, that's All right. right. Let me see what's going on here. I think it would go very well with delicious Roberta's Pizza. Our sponsor. Yeah, we'll try that later. Yes. Um, so we are going to try that because uh, listen to Heritage Radio Network. Not... Not NPR. You know what NPR stands for, right, Andrew? No pizza radio. Yeah, that's right. Try getting Ooh, Terry ouch. Gross to give give you a slice of pizza. They Terry Gross. Low paid everybody. Bought anybody a pie? Yeah. Have, yeah, have, that, ter- have that Terry Gross chance. hand you a pre-mixed. All right. Uh, this is my what, what, what are we playing first? Uh, I think we're doing Let's Get High. The is that a Roscoe Gordon high. song? Baby, let's get high. We're going to have a real good time. Baby, let's get high. We're gonna have a real good time. 
We're gonna start off drinking whiskey We'll end up drinking wine We're gonna drink and drink It's gonna be our ruin We're gonna drink and drink And we're gonna be our ruin We're gonna get so high We won't know what we're doing Who's gonna take it? Strike! Seizures here with the flesh tones and our special guest, Andrew Friedman, author of the spectacular new book, Chefs, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. And, um, yeah, man. Oh, man. You know what I like about this book is, what it's the thing is, it's, it's the culture shift, you know, and it, and it is rock and roll because what it made me think of when I was reading this is the point in history when rock musicians became cultural spokesmen, mm-hmm. when young people became... Uh, that was a mistake. You know, you know, legit voices of of the popular culture. Listen, I mean, you know, whether David Crosby made any sense or not, you know, we we can debate. But it's good that young people, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, were empowered. You know, after the shitty Eisenhower years, it was the first time in history to be young was to be cool. And I think the seventies. Chef scene, the food scene, it grew into the 80s until, of course, the American psycho Wall Street, you know, decadence of it was a very powerful thing. What I liked about it was the food got better, but that's... Well, it got more interesting for sure. You know, one of the great lines in the book, Tony Bill, who was a film producer and director, he produced The Sting, won an Oscar for that. Ouch. Directed movies like... Whoa. uh, Well, I still remember he directed My Bodyguard, which was not The Bodyguard, not the Whitney Houston one. My Bodyguard. Oh, okay. When I was a kid. You mean your bodyguard? No, no, no. no. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but Tony Bill, he also was a restaurateur, and he makes this point that, you know, there was this whole generation of people who didn't want to grow up and be their parents. They didn't want to go into offices. They didn't want to put on a suit and tie. And what he said to me was, some of them picked up uh, guitar and became... Uh, musicians. Some of them, you know, picked up a movie camera, became independent filmmakers, and some of them picked up a knife kit, became chefs. And, you and know, I very much connect those chefs of that era to the same 
filmmakers who are in Peter Biskin's book, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. Right? A, great, a great book also, and it's yeah, very but true. It was film change. It was the auteur theory of food. Right, it went from genre pictures to personal independent films, right? I, I agree. And, and that's the, what happened in restaurants. It was the first time that the artist was empowered right. for, a long, for a long time. Yes. And I've met so many wonderful chefs and people who work in kitchens and people in the industries who said, when they told their parents what they wanted to do, said, what, you want to be a cook for the rest of your life? You know, if I'll tell you a funny story. I was in, I, so th this came up in almost every, there, once in a while there would be a supportive parent, right? But for the most part, parents were freaking out when their kids. Yeah, not was, my experience, but I believe it does I'm, exist. I'm going to throw away <laughs> my college degree or my law degree. I want to be a cook, right? And maybe the 30th person to say some version of that to me was Evan Kleinman, who has a radio show out of LA now, but used to be a chef. And Evan told me this story. And I said to her, oh my God, this was like your guy's version of coming out. And she said, you know, oh. it, it kind of was. But here's the funny thing. I mentioned that conversation to Jody Williams, who's the chef of Bouvette here in New York, mm -hmm. openly gay chef. And she said, you know, Andrew, I'll tell you something funny. I sat my father down one day and I said, I have two pieces of bad news for you. I'm gay and I want to be a cook. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it actually, for her, it literally was coming out. It was the same conversation. Anyway. Is the food openly gay? Uh, that's. Uh, I, I, I need some LSD to answer that question. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta check it out. Well, I think the gay touch always helps. Like for instance, I do, I think when so. I was single, I'd always put a slice of avocado next to everything. Ooh. I thought that was very important. Chicks loved it. <laughs> it was the gay touch. All right. We shouldn't talk about the Pyramid Club. No, we're not going to bring up the Pyramid Club. We're not. Gonna... Well, I think the cat's out of the bag, String. What's we're going not, on? We're not going to bring up uh, Andy Bourdain hanging out. <laughs> Late at night with us. Don't worry. Well, I think a lot of those stories were and told what he and was looking for at that hour. You know, we're not gonna... well, go come on. He's been pretty open right. about like his drug habits and excesses. On the, on the, uh, how do you say it in uh, pig but, Latin? But, but how I, do you say heroin in pig Latin? Just like that. Because I, I don't want anyone to know. Axme. I don't want anyone to know. You know, I, I think you know. I'm always shocked. That people who are the people are shocked about what goes on in restaurants, what goes on in kitchens. <clears throat> first of all, have you ever worked with other adults before? Is my first question was like, oh, there's, there people are playing grab ass and they're cussing and they're doing drugs and the employees are sleeping with each other. It's like, have you not ever worked with other adults before? Because <laughs> it's not endemic just for the food industry, obviously. Uh, I mean, but you work in very close quarters and the temperatures are high, so no, maybe that I accelerates will say, it. One of the thing, let's be honest, one of the things that drew it, it's not as much the, it's not as much the case now. But I think one of the things that drew a lot of people to the kitchens were, you know, these were people who were, a lot of these people were metabolically almost incompatible with a normal job or with formal schooling. And, you know, kitchens were like uh, playpens. I mean, there was no supervision. There's no HR department. There was no... Why do you think these now guys... Now there are. Why do you think these guys formed a, a rock band? There you go. Because yeah. we didn't uh, have, any, have any other marketable we, skills. Well, we, we had a place to do it, and we had nothing better to do. And we wanted it. Well, I think it's been good. I think what Pete said, too, what, what Saramba said before is, you know, it's way the food definitely got better in America. The food got over better, the baby. Years. Come and on. I know you talk a lot in your book, too, about, like, you know, American food being maligned, and, you know, you know especially by the student Do you want to know people. what I prepared last but night? What do you prepare? But you pre prepared, define prepared. You applied heat to something? You, well, they took away the white frozen. castle in my neighborhood. Dude, yeah. that was a blow. That was a blow in Bushwick. Yeah, that, that I and felt that. And you can that. still get them frozen no. in your supermarket, but... No, I only you, accept a white castle if it's a legit standalone you can, white castle. You can recreate it if you steam it. Ah, c'est pas la même. And it works. <laughs> I did it last night. Anyway, that's my contribution to cuisine in New York City. C'est pas la même. 
Is that, is that what they teach you in White Castle culinary school? Of course. <laughs> you cannot prepare White Castle hamburgers unless you can fluently speak French. Yes, yeah, that's that too. And of course, steaming. We got to play more music. We're running out of Mikey. Right. Mikey. Uh, the book is called Chef's Andrew. Drugs and Rock and Roll. Andrew I don't know how to read your gestures. Huh? You're making a lot of. It's. I feel like I'm a baseball player. It doesn't have the steel uh, third. Yeah, I don't know Bunch. what. You, like he's the catcher and you're the pitcher. I don't. Well, man, I, don't, the, I don't know what you're. you're the, he, he does it over Andrew, there. you're the pitcher here. Come on. <laughs> well, throw a few winners here. There's Come a, on. There's a lot more to talk about, but this are Dude, part two. Part two. This is the fastest half oh, excuse hour me. Pod, on the internet today, as pardon always. Pardon moi. Pardon <laughs> it's been a bilingual affair and oh, a lovely God. time with the flesh tones and our friend Andrew Friedman. Please go out and get his book. It, it, it is completely excellent. Don't believe the the failing New York Times. That's <laughs> like right. Read. No, the book is, is is truly great. And if anybody is a fan of both the food world, of restaurants, I am of, of, of culture of the '70s and the '80s, and especially the paradigm shift of who got to be the gatekeeper and pushing the establishment out. This is a book that says "fuck you" to the man. Andrew Friedman's book, Chef Drugs and Rock and Roll. Go out and buy it. Thank you very much. They're, All right. They're, every, they're rushing this stage. They're trying to get copies. Andrew, here, I've got a box of Sharpies. Here, sign these things for the. Wait, get back! I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep get up. Get back! Get back! Get these guys off of me! Get back! Get back! They're All going right. nuts. I'm telling you, baby. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go we're out. We're gonna play a song. We got, we got one more. Come on, one more song. For Christ's sake! All right, and don't forget, this is the countdown to number two fifty. That's still well, a couple months of good radio here on Arts and Seizures. Count. Thanks for Matt for twirling the knobs. Hey, Thanks to Roberta's for sponsoring get us. Get a word in there. Are you ready? Get a word in there, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, say where, so. where, where can we Rock. find you, Andrew? Tell us where we can find I'll tell you. You. Uh, you can find me. Uh, Heritage Radio Network. Andrew talks to chefs. That's here. That's here. That's so crazy, man. That's crazy, baby. That's insane. Strang, Mostly you should buy the book. Strang, hit the guitar. It's, an, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an excellent book. Songs by Nat Freeburg. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Here we go. Song by Nat Freeburg.
listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.